Well, I want to say hello to all of you listening from all over the world. This is Tamar Yona for the Tamar Yona Show here at Israel, Newstalkradio.com. We are live if you're listening on Sunday afternoon Israel time between 4 to 5 p.m. And or if it is 9 to 10 a.m. U.S. Eastern time, then you are listening live and you can call in with any comments or questions if you're listening between those uh, times. And our numbers are on the top of our homepage at israelnewstalkradio.com if you'd like to call in. Again, israelnewstalkradio.com, numbers on the top of the homepage if you want to call in during the show to comment or ask a question on, on the topics that we are discussing. Today, Netanyahu's trial. Hmm. Also, Israel defense updates Saudi oil and United States economic sanctions. Those are the topics today. I want to say hi to everybody who's listening in from all over, from the United States, everywhere in there, South Africa, uh, Korea, Argentina, Israel, Canada, Germany, Poland, Netherlands, India, Ireland, etc., etc. It's great to see you all here listening in. Great to have you. If you have any comments or questions or feedback, drop us a line at info, I-N-F-O, at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Info at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear how you heard about the station, etc. So with these topics, we're going to be inviting our guest on now, and that is Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. He is a researcher. Researcher, former lecturer at Ben Gurion University, and he has authored over 90 books and 400 research papers on science, history, and more. He commentates on Mideast and world issues. I want to welcome to the show Dr. Mordechai Ben Menachem. Thank you. All right, well, we have a worldwide audience here, and those who are interested in Israel are interested in Israeli politics, and we have, of course, for uh, few years at least, uh, the trial of Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, and why don't you fill everybody in? Okay, this is just an update. People uh, hear about the trial all the, all the time, and of course the uh, the um, imitation news media never give anybody um, uh, information about what's going on, so I thought it might be appropriate to um, uh, give some details. Not in any great detail, just a little bit so people can get a taste of what's happening. Um, uh, so as people know that Netanyahu has been on trial now for, I think it's about a year. I don't remember the exact time when the trial began. Um, he's in trial for three different um, uh, uh, files, three different cases that are being tried at once, uh, called 1,000, 2,000, and 4,000. Um, number 1,000 is... A uh, 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 case where uh, he's accused, accused of bribery, where he uh, supposedly gave, um, uh, received uh, 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 gifts from a, a businessman, um, uh, an Israeli who, leave, who lives in, in the United States, and in turn, in return for those gifts, he was supposed to accede to the man uh, tax breaks. Um, and so uh, 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 number 2000 is a, a different kind of thing where he supposedly received as a bribe uh, nice coverage from the news media. And 4000 is just a little bit more complicated. We don't, we don't talk about that right now. So, um, uh, the, uh, uh, so far, there have been about 56 witnesses for the prosecution out of a total of about 360. Um, uh, 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 their total list of 
of uh, prosecution witnesses. Um, as it turns out, out of the 56 witnesses that have been called by the prosecution so far, 56 of them in their testimony and in a cross-examination have turned out to be witnesses for the defense. And to just make that even more poignant, 56 out of 56, um, the latest witness uh, uh, that was on the uh, that was on witness stand last week was none other than Yevir Lapid, who is of course Netanyahu's primary political opponent. And at the time of the question that that we're talking about here uh, in the trial, um, Yevir Lapid was the Minister of Finance, and the issue that he's being that Netanyahu is being accused of. By Yair Lapid, he was also the one who brought it to, to the, quote-unquote, brought it to the attention of the police, was that uh, 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 Netanyahu was accepting gifts from this uh, gentleman named Milton, and in return he was um, organizing tax breaks for the, for the, uh, for, for the, the businessman. Well, what actually happened, according to Lapid's testimony, Lapid was the Minister of Finance at the time, as I said. Um, there is a law in Israel that you, uh, a returning citizen gets, a, gets tax breaks for 10 years, and that can be extended, that 10-year period can be extended at the sole um, uh, uh, cognizance of the Minister of Finance. But here, Lapid was the Minister of Finance, not Netanyahu. So it turns out that Netanyahu actually did absolutely nothing about this other than to say, to make the comment to him in passing, by the way, I think this is a nice law. That was the total of Netanyahu's so-called guilt. So basically you're saying it's harassment. I'm not saying it. The witnesses are saying it. Okay. <laughs> 56 out of 56 people have said it so far. The prosecution is in big trouble. Even the judges who don't exactly love Netanyahu are extraordinarily frustrated. But you know how it is, Mordechai, that many times the people who are hurling these court cases at people, harassing them, they even if they don't win, they don't care because they just want to harass you and get you busy and concentrating on other things so they can mess you up, period. Well, it goes beyond that. You're not incorrect, of course, but what, what the what evidently what and this is a supposition. I can't prove this, of course, but what 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 they what they expected was that if they were issuing this uh, um um what's it called an uh, allegation um uh, uh, with three hundred and sixty some odd uh, witnesses, then obviously, quote unquote, um, Netanyahu would get uh, uh, shocked and feared and etc. And he would then uh, resign and come up with a plea bargain case. And so the part of the plea bargain was, well, you have to exit public life. Right. But Netanyahu, um, Netanyahu was a warrior. <laughs> he said, screw you guys. And he said, no. And they keep on trying to go for that. And he still says no. And so... This was their message since they can't win in the in the in the ballot box, and they can't steal it like 
like the, like the Democrats are doing in the United States. So they, well, okay, we'll try a different way. And that, that hasn't worked out very well for the, for the prosecution so far. So they're, they're, they're in big, big trouble right now. Uh, um, and uh, not only are they not, as Netanyahu and his defense not going for a plea bargain, but they're actually attacking. And, and Lapid on the witness stand, um, well, I can't say he made a fool of himself because the man has been a fool all of his life. But it turns out that Lapid was actually a very close protege of this Mr. Milchin. Milchin was the one who funded the formation of his party, and Milchin's daughter was one of the founding members of Lapid's party. And it turns out that it was Lapid who received gifts from Milchin and not Netanyahu. <coughs> Pardon me. And all that came up, came up, of course, in the cross-examination. So things are getting sort of interesting, have they not? It'll be interesting to see how much it weighs on, on the court also, because so many times we see, maybe not with the court, but with the police, you know, the, it's selective enforcement. Well, it's not to the public's interest, so we're not going to do ABC, make arrests or whatever, because it's not in the public's interest, even though a law was broken. It's selective. So we'll, well see what it happens. Well, it's even worse because no law was broken, and they simply invented laws in order to create these cases. The allegations are based on a very strange and original interpretation of laws that exist to call it some sort of a violation of public trust. I mean, they even tried to accuse Sarah Netanyahu, his wife, of public trust, when she's never been elected to anything. She has no public trust. There's, she can't be accused of public trust. There, there is no such law exists. You can't accuse somebody of public trust who are violating public trust who has never asked for public trust. <laughs> so everything is very, very strange. The whole trial is a very strange thing in any terms. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a... I, I just want to say that this is very similar to what's going on in the United States between the left and what they're doing to Donald Trump. Also, the well, harassment course. against him. Just of harassment course, course. after very harassment. Si very similar. The same kinds of things are going on. We have the same kind of deep state problem that the, that that has that exists in the United States because it's the same uh, left the left is international it's the same left yes of course it is of course of course there's a, there is a major difference here in that um um uh 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 uh, uh, uh the the other side here the so-called conservatives or the right or whatever you want to call them all these terminologies of course are are all totally outdated and they really don't matter much. But the other side, whatever 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 name you you associate with it, um, here is much more idealistic than it is in the United States. So it's uh, 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 um, the left has a much harder problem here. Just remember that a large portion. Sorry. Yeah. Well, very similar. We have to take a break. The music is on. We're going to be right back, everybody. Don't go anywhere. We have a lot of other topics to cover.
All right, we are back here at the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. And our guest is Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. Uh, we are having a technical problem with getting him on right now. So while he's trying to get back on the air, we have a caller. We have joining us Antonio from the United States. Hi there, Antonio. What is your comment or question for us here at Israel News Talk Radio? I'm curious to, to know what is um, the spiritual connection that's going on with, with Israel and the United States with those false um, narratives of accusing people, individuals, of corruption and, and things that, that, that's, um, that's false to disrupt people's lives. It's my, you know, it's my, my perspective that the sun and the moon and so forth rise from the east, which is Israel, and go to the west. And so what, happen, what happens to Israel is going on. It will happen to the whole entire world especially the United States, and I think, personally, I think um, Netanyahu and Trump are brothers, in a sense, as being connected to Esau and Yaakov. And um, so what happened to the left, you know, happened to the right, what happened to the left, and so forth. So I just wanted you know, to know um, the spiritual connection. That's an interesting and, question that you and, have. Keep going. And this week, I mean, I guess the Torah portion of Korach, Korach, um, Korach. things that he did, Korach, mm-hmm. Korach I can't pronounce it correctly, it's okay. sorry. It's okay. Um, the way he tried to dethrone um, Moshe, Moses and so forth, the same way how the left tried to do dethrone. So, the, the so it's interesting. Um, okay, I'm going to stop you there because it's interesting that you are t- talking about you know usurping of power. I don't think it's the same thing. I can answer that if I have time. If if we still can't get Dr. Mordechai Ben Menachem back on, I'll answer your question about Korach. I, I the 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 actions perhaps are the same as that one is trying to usurp power, but I don't think it's the same thing. And I'll I'll answer that later. But it's interesting what you're saying about the similarities between the United States and Israel, how we're both suffering and how we're both being attacked by the left and how, how um, uh, similar it is. You wanted to understand the spiritual aspect. Am I right so far? Correct. Okay. So first of all, it's kind of funny also that you're saying how, you know, it first comes from the East, from Israel, and then it goes to America, because the saying that I was brought, always brought up with was, if America sneezes the rest of the world catches a cold. So it's like, you know, it happens in America first and then it's going to dissipate, you know, to, to the everywhere else because America is the superpower of the world, which it not, sort of isn't anymore under the Biden administration. But uh, so, so let me comment on that. What I see, and this is my opinion, and you can agree, you can disagree. Everybody who's listening into the show can agree, disagree. You can also write me your comments if you like. But what I see is that we have the left, which is basically what I see as the modern day Tower of Babel people. The Tower of Babel people were people who wanted to build this tower that would reach the heaven. They would get into the heaven. They would dethrone God. They would take his place and they, mankind, would become the masters of their own destiny. They wouldn't have to listen to a God. And that's how I see the left, that today, instead of building a, um, uh, a, a world tower, they're building a one world order right? They're building a new world order. And that's one government that's going to be the umbrella of all the other nations around the earth. Now, the United States is a bone in the throat 
of this new world order because the United States has what's called a constitution. And in this constitution and their amendments, etc., you have the right to be able to have weapons. You can uh, own a gun. And this is a threat to anybody who wants to take you over. So they want to disarm Americans. And some people are saying, I don't know if this is the truth, but some people are saying that a lot of these school shootings are purposely made in order to make the American audience appalled and then say, just do anything, save us, save us, just get the guns. Just get the guns uh, uh, out of you know the hands of these people, which is actually ridiculous because then all the, only the bad guys who get guns illegally, they've got the guns, and the good guys who want to protect themselves and their property don't. But in any case, um, uh, America is a threat to this one world order because Americans can rise up and defend themselves and fight it because they've got uh, the right to have uh, guns and, and ammunition, etc. With Israel... Israel is also a bone in the throat of the New World Order because Israel defines itself as a Jewish state. That means that it could never be part of some bigger union like the EU, like the European Union, where you have no borders. Anybody who's driving through Italy can go straight to Switzerland or can go straight into other countries. You don't need visas like you used to. You don't need to change your money from the Italian lira to, you know, the Swiss franc or whatever because you've got the euro. And so you can have a open borders there and you can have a glo- um, a more global uh, union government there. With Israel being a Jewish state, we can't have our borders open so it would be flooded by Arab enemies that just want to slit our throats. We can't do that. And we, we need to have a Jewish state to protect us so there's never another Holocaust so we can be the people we want to be. We are the Jewish people. This is our land given by God and we, uh, we have to have our own country. So there, there should never be a Holocaust again. We have to have our country like everybody needs their own land. The Jewish people need our own land that was promised to us and given to us by God. And therefore, we have to define ourselves as a Jewish state and we can never fit in any world, anything. Do you understand? So they have to destroy America and the Constitution and take away the right to own uh, a gun, and they have to destroy Israel's Jewish character by flooding it with Africans, by, uh, by dissolving it and making it a state for all of its citizens and having a Supreme Court, which is highly secular, anti-religious, etc., 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 so this is, this is why I think there's a similarity. And the left, which is international, in my eyes, what I see, in my opinion, they are working at the different corners of the world, doing the stuff that they do in order to try to gain power. All right, we have back with us, uh, we have back with us Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. And I want to thank you very much for your call, Antonio. I think it was a really good topic that you, uh, that you one, brought up. One last thing. Yeah. May Hashem... Never allow those things to happen. Amen. We should be a free world, worshiping God. God should be revealed in this world, and we should all get along as brothers and sisters as any parent wants for their children. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. All right. Okay. Thank you, Antonio. All right. So saying that, uh, that we all wish for peace and uh, Israel's always had its hand out for peace with its Arab neighbors, even who wanted to slit our throats and kill us and did. 
Uh, we still have always our hand out for peace because we are peace-loving people. All right, Dr. Mordechai ben Menach, we lost you for a while. Sorry, we there was some type of technical difficulty. Um, but let's go back to our topic. You wanted to leave one more uh, before we went to the break. You wanted to say one more thing. No, that's okay. Let's go to let's go to the other. Uh, okay, so let's on. go to Israel defense updates. Okay. Um, the first thing is uh, uh, Israel defense exports this year reached $12.5 billion, which is a phenomenal record. Um, but what's even more phenomenal, in my personal opinion, is that a quarter of those export sales were to Arab nations. $12.5 billion exports, a quarter of those are to Arab nations. So that sort of meets nicely your, 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 your last comment that you just closed with, with Antonio. Okay. Um, the 2022 figures marked a 50% increase over the previous three years, doubling in volume over the previous decade. Uh, the exports have been growing constantly and steadily for, for quite some time now. Um, and what's very interesting is that um, the demand for Israeli products in this area continues to grow around the world, not just in the Middle East, but in the Far East in Africa, in Latin America, and even in Europe. And as we know, Europe is not exactly all that um, enamored with Israel. So buying from us is not something that's trivial. Israel aims to parlay its technological prowess to become an artificial intelligence superpower. Eyal Zamir, the Defense Ministry Director General, said um, last week predicting advances in autonomous warfare and streamlined combat decision-making. Steps taken to harness rapid uh, artificial intelligence include formation of a dedicated organization in the military, both for artificial intelligence and robotics. Uh, and added to that, of course, is a record, um, uh, 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 um, record high budget for research and development. Tseva Dome. Tseva Dome is a, an Israeli system it's a defensive system. It's the system that provides early warning, for instance, in, in Zderot and other places, uh, all around the country, actually. Um, rather than air raid sirens, we have something that the, that the, the system sort of shouts over the loudspeakers, uh, 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 color red, Sevadom. Israel has agreed to supply its Sevadom system to Ukraine. Uh, it's an early warning system. What makes this particularly Interesting is what Sevadom does. It tracks the uh, incoming missiles or rockets, calculates the trajectory, and then predicts the level of danger involved. In other words, if the rocket uh, or missile is about to land in a open area that presents no value, then the missile, uh, the anti-missile ammunition, is saved. And one of the things we've discovered in this war is that in high-intensity warfare. Ammunition conservation is critical to the result of the warfare. Mr. Okay, Putin we got to end there because we have to take a break. We're going to be right back, everybody. Don't go anywhere.
back here at the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. And our guest is Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. Uh, we were talking about Israeli defense updates, and you were talking about the Tseva Adom, which means code red. It's an alert that goes off whenever a suspected uh, flying object like a bomb <laughs> is flying over and is going to, uh, is headed for a certain area. That area will get a uh, alert siren. And by the way, you can get it on your phone app. Just go to the, your app store and look for Tseva Adom. Uh, most of the uh, places, uh, I think Google Play has it and also iPhone. All right, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. Okay, so uh, 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 the question is, you know, I, I mentioned that uh, Israel's defense exports are constantly growing, and the demand for them is growing around the world. Um, as I said, not just in the Middle East, but um, uh, in the Middle East, in, in uh, the Far East, in Africa, in Latin America, basically almost everywhere, even in Europe. Why? Well, why are... Are defense systems different? What makes them different from others? Well, obviously, one difference is that they're used, unfortunately. So, uh, so obviously, they're they're much more trusted. But they're used be- mostly for other things because they they also work better. I mean, I, we we've, we've mentioned before many times, for instance, the difference between um, Iron Dome and uh, American Patriot system, Patriot system, which costs a billion dollars to install and Anywhere from two and a half to six million dollars per uh, uh, rocket uh, per missile for the ammunition, while the the uh, Iron Dome cost a quarter of a million dollars to install and fifty about fifty thousand dollars for each rocket that's that shot off. Why the big difference? Why is and oh, and by the way, Patriot of course has never worked, has never brought down an actual enemy missile, while the Iron Dome has about about a 90%, consistently, about a 90% success capability. By the way, people should be aware, there, there's no such thing as a 100% capability in, in anti-missile defense. Um, why, are, why are we different? And the, the difference is that the thinking process allows us to be different. We have a different thinking process because we're thinking like Jews. What does that mean? Well, what the Jewish way of thinking does, it allows us just that composition of Western with non-Western thinking. Western thinking is based on the the concept of rational uh, 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 rationality as a, as a ba- as basic as a basis of science, which of course is a, a, a necessity for any technological system. But the fundamental aspect of Torah and Torah reality is that creation is based upon existence of a basic, rational, observable, objective reality, but this is not the exclusive aspect of reality. There is more to creation than only rationality. Rationality is critically important, always, but there is also other aspects to to, to to reality than just rationalization. And just by the way, to give people an understanding of what some of this means, even internally in Israel, um, as people are probably aware, Israel has natural gas. Natural gas now adds about half a percentage point per year at a constantly growing pace to our uh, 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 
uh, uh, GDP, uh, our, our domestic uh, gross domestic product, and it is a direction of growth. So this allows us. This is one of the things that allows us the uh, um, um, uh, uh, expenditures for military R and D, as well as a lot of other things, uh, expenditures for education, expenditures for health, and a lot of other things. It brings a lot of cash into the system. People should be aware that not only is our natural gas allowing us to switch out from dirtier coal, which we previously imported for for our uh, 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 internal energy needs, but of course we also export natural uh, natural gas as well. Okay, going on on that note to another issue of energy. We'll talk about Saudi oil. Well, right. Uh, this is just a very quick update for people that aren't aware of what's going on in the Middle East. Saudi Arabia's national oil company, Aramco, uh, has assured its Asian, its Asian term buyers that they would get full crude volumes they had asked for in July, despite committing to a $1 million barrel per day production cut. So if, they're, if the Asians are getting what they asked for, and production is cut, who's being shortchanged? Who's getting less? Well, Europe, of course. So, again, Europe is uh, uh, um, uh, 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 being nasty. Europe and the United States are being nasty to Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is thumbing the nose at Europe and the, and the United States. People should be aware of the ramifications of some of the rather strange things that Mr. Biden has to say about other people. He has the audacity to accuse Saudi Arabia of being a so-called, quote-unquote, pariah state for killing a journalist, while Iran is someone that they talk to constantly, and it kills about 8,000 journalists per year. Okay, U.S. Okay. economic sanctions, the last... Probably China, ever. too. Another good buddy well, of, of his. <laughs> well, of course. Well, well, China, you can say, is, is the main rival. See, maybe the United States doesn't have much of a choice. Not true, but I'm saying maybe some of you want to think that. But um, uh, uh, the idea is that they, 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 they're trying to damage Saudi Arabia, a staunch, a, formerly a staunch ally of the United States, uh, just as they're, they're, they're thumbing their nose at Israel as well. I mean, the idea that uh, uh, Mr. Biden has been in office now for about two and a half years and has still not met with Our the prime minister, minister of Israel right. is extraordinarily strange, right. unprecedented strange. Since uh, the number Israel is now the, considered the number one ally of the United States and is also a democracy. Okay. That's Biden. But that's, that's and and that's if you view Biden as the president of the United States or as the president of the left. <laughs> well, that's okay. if you, you view Biden as being somebody who's actually functional. I mean, you know, as also, I've said many times over the over the over the over these these past few years, Biden was stupid long before he was senile. Okay. All right. And so, the, and for the last just, topic, U.S. economic sanctions. Yeah, okay. So one of the things about Biden and the United States in general is the the, 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 the issue of the United States sanctioning other countries. People aren't aware of it. Nearly a third of all countries around the world have sanctions against them, U.S. sanctions uh, against them. A lot of countries. 
Sanctions, just to give a, 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 a formal definition, sanctions are an action taken against another country's economy for political strategic objectives. With the idea, idea being weakening the economy will force a desired political result. In other words, it's mostly something instead of a military confrontation. You use a, an economic tool. Well, the question is, have U.S. sanctions ever worked? As I said, a third of the world is under some sort of U.S. sanctions. Um, ones that are that are obvious, uh, 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 Iran, North Korea, China, Russia, uh, Cuba, Venezuela, etc., 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 a lot more than that. Uh, if you actually look at a map of countries that have sanctions against them, it's amazing. Perhaps the most egregious example of how U.S. sanctions, economic sanctions work um, in 1940, President Roosevelt declared economic sanctions against Japan. Japan, in retaliation or in response to that, bombed Pearl Harbor. So U.S. sanctions, historically at least, is a pretty damn dumb thing to do. But U.S. Considers, to, considers itself to be the world's bully, and it allows itself to do that. And it does it consistently, constantly. Uh, 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 what the actual result is that sanctions are an act of belligerence in and of themselves. Again, something that people aren't aware of: when you declare sanctions against a country, against another country, that is by law an act of belligerence. It's an act of war. Hmm. So. What have we learned over the years about sanctions efficacy? Well, it hurts the people and has absolutely no effect upon the countries other than the countries being uh, 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 enhancing that country's, that sanctioned country's resi resilience and galvanizing public support. Might be an unexpected result, but it is very consistent historically. The weaponization of the United States dollar today poses the, is the one thing that poses the greatest danger, not only to U.S. hegemony, but to the U.S. Um, standing in the world as a, as a reserve currency and a world power. That is the one, number one danger to the United States is from within the United States. We are our own worst enemies. Well, not we, they, but us. Also we. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we love everybody. We love America. We love Americans. We love uh, our cousins who want to have peace with us. And we bless everybody who is a friend of Israel. Because Israel's a good country. America's a good country. And let's protect them both from these... Whatever. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for being with us. Thank you, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. Thank you for having me.